Thank you for joining us for our word of the day. This morning as we continue through the scriptures, we're going to look at Judges chapter number 9. Now, Judges 9 takes up right after the death of Gideon. Now, you remember from yesterday's video, Gideon was one of the judges over the nation of Israel that God had raised up to defeat the Midianites and deliver Israel from the captivity they'd suffered for over 40 years. And God uses him in an incredible way with an incredible victory. He conquers the Midianites with just 300 men and some lamps and some, uh, some trumpets, and it's a wonderful victory. And Gideon rules over the nation of Israel for 40 years. Now, Israel wanted to make Gideon king, but he refused. But he did name his oldest son Abimelech, which means my father is king. So he kind of set up Abimelech to be the next leader of Israel, even though God didn't choose him. And Gideon, he doesn't end his life very well. He ends up murdering a lot of Israelites who did not fight with him against the Midianites. He uh, takes the gold that he had conquered in his victories and makes a false idol, and that false idol is worshipped by Israel uh, after his death. And Abimelech tries to take control, and he goes to the people of Shechem, and he promises them that they will be prosperous and he'll bring peace if they will help him take over the leadership of the nation of Israel. So they get together and Abimelech and the people of Shechem, they murder 70 of Gideon's other sons. And all but one escapes alive. But Abimelech, he claims this, this throne and he's a, he's a harsh ruler. He's a wicked ruler. And he has a very sinful life, and it seems like he's getting away with it. And that's a, that's a problem that a lot of us deal with today. You know, people in our life or people we know, they may sin or they may mistreat us or hurt us, and it doesn't seem like they're suffering any judgment or punishment or, you know, recompense for what they've done. It seems like they're not reaping what they're sowing. And when you look in Scripture, you know, we see sometimes God judges sin very swiftly and very severely. You know, in the time of Noah, he flooded the entire world because of sin. And with Sodom and Gomorrah, he destroyed an entire city because of their sin. In the New Testament, we see Ananias and Sapphira, they're killed immediately because of their sin. But Abimelech, he seems to be getting away with it. But God promises us that he will always deal with sin he will always judge sin, and we will always reap what we sow. Look what the Bible says in verse 23. Then God said an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt, dealt treacherously with Abimelech. So Abimelech, he only rules for three years, and midway through his, his leadership and his rule, God sends an evil spirit to him and the people of Shechem, the men who helped him become leader, and they turn on each other. They start fighting with each other. They start trying to backstab each other. And Abimelech spends the rest of his leadership and the rest of his life trying to conquer the men of Shechem. And he's, he's pretty successful. There's a man raised up as leader over him named Gaal, and he chases him to a city and kills over a thousand people, burns the city to the ground. Just a very wicked, wicked act that he does. 
Then he goes to the next city to do the same thing. And as he's kind of attacking the city, a woman throws a millstone off the top of the roof, the top of the wall, and, and hits him in the head and fractures his skull. And he's dying. And he asks for someone to kill him so he doesn't say he's being killed by a woman. But he, he suffers and he dies because of his sin. Look what the Bible says at the end of the chapter in verse 56. Thus God rendered the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did unto his father in slain his seventy brother, and all the evil of the men of Shechem did God render upon their heads, and upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubbabel. Now Jotham is the only son that survived. Jerubbabel, of course, is a name that the people had given to Gideon. So he is Gideon's youngest son and Gideon's only surviving son. And God used him to send punishment and judgment to the people of Shechem and used the people of Shechem to send judgment to, to Abimelech for his wickedness. So here's the lesson for us. God always deals with sin. He doesn't work when we want him to sometimes, but God always deals with sin. So that means if you've been hurt by someone, and, and we shouldn't wish for this, we shouldn't rejoice when this happens. God says that when we see someone suffering because of their sin, we should never rejoice in it, but we should wish that God would give them the same grace he's given us. But if someone's hurt us or someone's being living wickedly, we can be sure God's going to get hold of them. A believer, God will not let go forever. He will get a hold of them. But that's also a warning to you because it's very easy for us to get puffed up in our pride and say, well, so-and-so, they did such a wicked thing. God's going to get them. God's going to judge them. God's going to punish them. And yeah, God will. But God also will judge you for your sin. God will also judge you for your wickedness. God will also judge you for your pride. And that's one of the most dangerous things we can deal with is pride. The Bible says God resists the proud. And we can get very prideful when someone who maybe hurt us and we see the result of their sin coming to fruition in their life. We see them reaping what they're sowing. It's very easy for us to get prideful and say, see, they're getting what, they're, what they deserve. And that's a sin against God. And God will punish us as well. So here's the lesson. When we sin, and we're going to sin, don't let it go. Confess it, forsake it, and seek God's mercy. There's always you know, effects of your sin, cause and effect. We always reap what we sow. But the greatest problem of sin, the greatest punishment of sin is broken fellowship with our Heavenly Father. It's losing that fellowship we had with God. And that's what we need to be careful of. That's what we need to constantly be on the lookout to make sure we're confessing our sin and forsaking our sin and getting God's forgiveness and getting God's cleansing so we can reestablish that relationship. Are there earthly consequences? Yes. Uh, we've talked about it in church. We've talked about it here. You lie to someone, you can get forgiveness from God. You can get forgiveness from them, but there's trust that is broken. In a relationship, someone, a partner who commits adultery against their spouse, yeah, they can get forgiveness from God. They can get forgiveness from their spouse and, and try to save that marriage and save that relationship, but they're still hurt there. They're still mistrust there. That has to be rebuilt and dealt with. Your sin always has consequences, but the greatest consequence is broken fellowship with God. And if you sin against God and you don't seek forgiveness and you don't seek reconciliation with God, God will find a way to get your attention. God will find a way to make you realize you need to come back to Him. Sin is the most dangerous thing that we can have 
in our lives. It's the thing we need to watch out for. It's the thing we need to confess every single solitary day and get right with God so we can reestablish that relationship. Thanks so much for joining us for Word of the Day. Be sure to be back here tomorrow as we continue through the book of Judges. Have a blessed day.